Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh. What up? Friend, do you know somebody asked me if that was you rapping? We told them, yeah. No, I didn't tell them, yeah. I didn't think I had to tell them anything. <laughs> told them, Did yeah. you even know real hip hop? <laughs> it's Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> you told them, yeah, man. Yeah, that's if, definitely If funny. they asked that question, they would have definitely believed that it was you. I'm like, yeah, you didn't know Frank yes. used to rap? Absolutely. Yeah, you didn't know Frank used to rippity rap? Yeah. Uh yeah, but anyway, friend, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I've been in this kick of old school music. What is old school before? Like you? 80s. Oh, like, okay. you know my right. dad. Respect. Okay. My dad, that's all he listened to. Yeah. So I grew up listening to that. I know all the songs. Yeah. I came in here singing Tina Turner. You did. There's a Tina Turner documentary on HBO Max. Uh, no, I know. I, I, I haven't checked it out, but I, but there's also a lot of good stuff on HBO Max right now. But uh, I I would agree. Uh, as you know, I have a big affinity for Evelyn Champagne uh, King. I love Love Comes Down. Uh-huh. I love Love Come Down. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> it's just off. something about it. It makes me feel like a bad bitch. Like, I, I just want to pour some wine and just just dance. It's like, them That's songs, man. such a man, great song, man. It's a great song. I was singing Tina Turner, uh, um, What Love Got to Do With It. Great song. And it's like, those old songs played they at least four minutes. Uh-huh. At the max, it went to six or seven. Yeah. The beat I play, the music I play, all just oh my, it's, it's different, man. Oh man, it's, it's just like you hear the old people say, you know, music ain't the same. It ain't. It's not. <laughs> it's not a song. Now I will say that new Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac song, "Leave the Door Open." That's one of them. That's that one. falls that's in a, that that's, category. That's a timeless song, and it's not just because it sounds like a song from the seventies. Yeah. It just is a great song. Like you can tell, they really crafted it. Took time. The songs age well. Instrumentation, man. you know, because it's not a lot of songs that that hit. The way a Frankie Beverly and May song, yeah, hits. you know, it just it just is sunshine, you know, yeah, it's like it's just it's just it's just different. It's, you know? it's different, and they put though and back in the day they put so. I'm not saying they don't put effort in now. No, it's just now it's so much content coming out, inundated. You can't even you can't cut through. You can't cut through it. You forget so a song. It's com- got to be so special. Fast. It's got to yes, be special sure. to cut through all for the noise. Sure. Yeah, back then it wasn't was social media. No. They was putting out music, and then you just didn't know you what the fuck. You either heard it or you didn't hear you did. it. We just, I just found out about Luther Vandross maybe like uh, a year ago when he came out, when he said he was gay. 
Oh, I thought you were just saying. No, no. I, oh, but I'm saying uh, we don't. I was about to. <laughs> no, I was about to jump over this. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying that we didn't. You just found out that Luther Vandross was gay allegedly. Yes, allegedly. There are, there, yeah, yeah. Even if he ain't. Even if he isn't. If it, it's, it, I'm saying my point is. If he is, one of my favorite uh, Joe Button uh, jokes is he was like, if he is gay, he loved the shit out of whoever that dude was. <laughs> For sure. Oh, because he just. Oh, oh my goodness. He's never too much. Oh, I mean, I mean, Luther Vandross is ridiculous. It's different. But my point was that we just didn't know. You don't know their personal lives. Other than that, like, the album You don't need to. That was it. You don't need, Beyonce brought up a great point. People were like, oh, you know, you don't really, you only shared like one picture of your baby. It's like, I don't have to share anything right. with any of y'all. Here's the music. Here's the songs. Enjoy <laughs> exactly, the song. Man. You don't need to know what I like to eat or Nothing. what if I'm pregnant or any of these. You don't need to know anything about me. Yeah. And you don't. Deserve to yeah. either, you know, but now we live in this crazy, the idea that Stan culture became like this acceptable thing to be so obsessed with somebody that, you know, their every move and yeah. what state they're in country and their kids names and your uh, Twitter picture is their kid. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's weird. And then like the, 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 the fandoms will fight each other and attack each other. And so you can't you can't like Nicki Minaj and Rihanna because yeah. all the Rihanna's will. It's like, come on, bro. That's what you spend your day doing yeah. is being like, Rihanna's the best ever. Yeah. She's way better than Nicki Minaj. Like, that's that's your whole, that's what you spend your whole day doing? That's crazy. Yeah. We live in a crazy time. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was a simple, the 80s and 70s and yeah. really of all those times before social media, it was just a simpler time where you could just enjoy the music. The music just was about a vibe. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's try to make this song stream number one. It's some people that don't, they might not even like the song. Yeah. They're just like, our mission is to make sure Justin Bieber's song is the most downloaded song ever. Whether it's good or not, yeah. that's what these uh, fandoms do. do. Yeah, it was that, that one girl, I don't even know her name, and I don't care to, to find out what her name was, but one of them came out and was like, yeah, stream my music, and I'll show you my boobs. Oh, yeah, that was Doja Cat. But I she played everybody. That was pretty She's genius. a clown. But yeah. anywho, she, they did that. And she was like, oh, no, I don't. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you like, fell for that? <laughs> so look at you. She said something like that. Look, look at your face. Look at you. You made a fool of yourself. You played yourself. Like, yeah. She, yeah. But that's the game now is who, get, who can get the most streams, you yeah. know? Lil Nas X is tearing the internet apart, man. I yeah. love it, though. Like, let, you know, he, he he's doing what he's doing. I don't I don't really listen to his music, but I know he knows he knows that game of the internet and shocking images and, and crazy videos and everything like that. And he's got the, oh, man, the straights are going crazy. Yep. Christians, this, they're going, oh, man, cancel him. Oh, it, it, it's, it's it, he, he's got them furious. Yeah. But he knows how to play that game. And yeah. guess what? All of that anger and everything, they're going to go angry, listen to us. They go, look streams at this music up. video. This is the devil music video. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah, keep all this. Billion doing. streams. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to evil him right into a, a millions of dollars. <laughs> You know, so it's it's yeah, it's it's all a game now. For sure. And if you don't see the game, then it'll 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 consume you and you end up being mad or being obsessed with making sure your favorite person goes number one. Number one doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. I don't know if Leave the Door Open is number one on the charts right now. It's the best song out. Yeah. Period. I agree. It's the it's the best it song out. Whether you like rap or what if you don't really like R and B music or whatever, it's the best sonically, it's the best song. Out. It's a timeless masterpiece, beautiful song. So I don't really care where it falls on the charts. It's just fantastic music. Yep. And that's what people need to get back to realizing. Like, make just make good music. Don't worry about the gimmicks or who you're dating affecting your sales and all that. Fuck that. Yeah. Make good music. And the rest will come. Yep. Anyway, friend, we got some um sad news we got to touch on. Um 
I, I did not know this young lady, but this is a story that happened in our town, so I felt like we need to touch on it. And also mm-hmm. just kind of encompasses a lot of the stuff that we try to educate ourselves on as men in the true crime world. Um, we don't. The details haven't really been released yet, but uh, a young lady named Tara Savannah Payne went missing in Baltimore about four or five days ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were trying to find that information. The last place she was seen was Canton. They found her purse somewhere far away from the last place she was seen. I don't know if you've ever been to the Canton Square where, like, Nacho Mama's is and all those yeah. restaurants. Mm-hmm. That's where she was. She was celebrating her birthday. Right. She disappeared. She got separated from her friends. And then I guess they just went home. And I don't want to – I don't want to – I don't want to lambast their friends. I just I don't want to lambast their friends. I just want to use this as an opportunity to say to people, specifically women, because the world is so crazy. Just make sure your friends get home at the end of the night. But nobody don't, went. Where's Savannah? I mean, they could. They must not have. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not here to bash the friends or whatever. But it's like, how do you go out with a group and then nobody goes? Where on her birthday? On her birthday, where's yeah out with because of this person? It's her birthday, and nobody goes. Where's Savannah? And I feel like that panic would sober you up if you're if you're maybe in Totsky. I don't maybe. Uh, I mean, you, you go, you wait, what the hell? You know, where's y'all go like Where's that? the birthday girl? The girl who we're all That's crazy. You know, man. I couldn't imagine if it was one of my good friends' birthdays, we go out for their birthday, and then Y'all lose the person. Not not like they said, All right, I'm I'm I had a little too much fun. I'm hopping in the Uber. Cause if somebody feels if if, if somebody feels like they're in control and they call their own Uber. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be panicked. They go, yeah, man. The Uber's outside. I got a little bit too buzzed. I'm, you know, I'm not feeling good. I'm gonna go hop in this Uber and go home. It's like, all right, well, happy birthday, good night. Yeah. But just like that, you just lost them, so you fill in the blanks yourself. Oh, they must have got. They must have just went home. Right. Feeling well. You shouldn't. Your brain should go to the worst possible yeah, place until you find your friend. Call them. Go to their house. Don't end the night just being like, well, I just assume they got home okay. We live in a crazy world. That's not an assumption we can afford to make in these times. Yeah. So just make sure your friends get home safe. And again, this is a message specifically to women, as fucked up as it is. You know, like this is a this is a very women centric warning. Yeah. Because this type of stuff can happen. Women can go home with a strange guy. A woman can get picked up because she's she's a little too uh, drunk to have her have her guard up, and one of these animal ass dudes take her home and and do God knows what to her, and, or. You know, you get drunk and you just fall in a bush somewhere and then you're just left to the elements and who knows what, you know. So make sure your friends, if you're going to go out and rage and party and get blackout drunk, somebody needs to be responsible enough to go. I'm not going to get full blackout drunk. I'm going to make sure my friend gets home. Yeah, You can't. The whole squad can't, can't be blackout that's, drunk. That's, that's crazy. I mean, somebody. All y'all. Yeah. <laughs> all of y'all go to 10. <laughs> Come on, bro. that's that like, and I'm not. This is not the to the right, right, Savannah right. Payne situation. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, in any situation, yeah. if your whole squad, all of y'all, get blackout drunk, that's incredibly irresponsible. For sure. Who makes sure everybody gets home at the end of the night? Y'all all just leave it up to. Oh, okay, we'll figure it out. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm not somebody that's knocking anybody for drinking. I like to drink. It's fun. Um, none of none of that. I'm never shitting on anybody for having a good time, but yeah. you got to be responsible enough to make sure you make it home at the end of the night because yeah. that's that's what matters the most. Yeah. Shout yeah. out! I just want to give a shout out real quick. Shout out to my man Ty because one day I, we went out, got drunk, and I was the one that got went a little too far. Faded. Went a little, got L- home, thrown up. He, my man, my man Ty was right by my side, made sure I got home. Yeah. And he went friend. on by his business. That's a good friend. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. All y'all can't go to ten. No. no. Every, somebody has to be like, I'm gonna go to <laughs> six, give me a nice little buzz, yeah. and then. But I got my buzz going to eight. So yeah. by the time twelve o'clock comes around, 
you know, and this bar closes, yeah. I'm good. Should be Maybe a couple yeah. waters, yep. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'll make sure I, dr- I drove us here. Yeah. Or maybe I'm too drunk to drive. We all got an Uber. But I make sure we do an Uber pool. Yeah. And and I make sure everybody get, I'll drop me off last Uber. Yeah. I'm dropping my friend off and take them in. Drop this one off. Take take them in and then take me home last. Yeah. And then y'all just uh, PayPal me my money for this Uber ride when <laughs> yeah. y'all get sober. Yeah. Because I'm not paying for this whole Uber because <laughs> y'all are asleep, quote, uh, quote unquote. Right. Y'all giving me my money back. But um, no, again, yeah, rest in peace man. to Tara Savannah Payne, man. Very sad uh, on your birthday, mm. especially on, on your first birthday after all this chaos. I can see that group of friends. Yeah. First birthday out, stuff's open, half capacity, whatever. I'm going out. Next year? Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, yeah. Next year, like everything full capacity, open, hopefully, people, it's going to be a lot of craziness. Oh, my goodness. You know, Miami, already this year, it's going to be insane. It's, it's insane. Hopefully, actually, hopefully it dies down. Yeah. By now. Hopefully people get it out of their system. I don't think so. You think it's just anarchy? It's going to get it, people. It's going. Everything's back open. It's oh, going to be crazy. It's going to be a new holiday. It's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a wild. Man, actually, and, and I don't even want to touch on this too much because it's so fucking disgusting. Um, those two young ladies that carjacked that guy. I was going to bring in, that up. In, yeah, in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, rest yeah. in peace to him. He was an Uber East driver. Uh, Muhammad Anmar. Muhammad Anmar. Uh, Anwar. Sorry, Anwar. Muhammad, Muhammad Anwar. Yeah. I don't really know if, if this was a setup, like they called him or anything like that, but he was an Uber East driver, and I think they might have just tried to jack him broad daylight. And this is a 13-year-old girl. Teens, a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. But again, this is the warm weather. People cooked up. People, people struggling. I don't know with 13 and 15-year-olds, I don't know if you should be thinking about I feel like this was just dumb kids. Dumb, it was you know what I mean? Completely gross. Yeah, and they, ta- seen, they tased them. Yeah. You know, you know. I've seen the video, graphic video. Hanging out but of the car. for what what pissed me off was that these kids did this, and that guy's laying there. She was asking th- for her th- phone. asking for her phone, bro. Her phone is in the car. Her phone. That was super gross. I was like, yeah, you was know what? That-, yeah, that that was incredibly gross. The, the the mentality of these kids is so fucked up. To be asking for your phone, that guy's lifeless. Car sideways. It was like something out of a movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you don't go, all right, girl, whatever f- silly thing we were trying to do, it failed. Run. Yes. They tried to peel off with this dude hanging off the side of his car and flipped it. Girl, absolutely, throw the book at those people. I mean, I, I I have no sympathy. None. Um, they need they need they need a they need to learn a lesson. I don't know how long they need to go sit down for, but you know they murdered a guy, and I just have no sympathy for 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 nope. uh, actions like that. It's absolutely disgusting, man. Thirteen and fifteen years old threw your life away, threw your whole life away. Thirteen, fifteen years old murdered a guy because you wanted to steal a Honda Civic. Come on, yeah, yeah. Um, on other news and a little more. Lighthearted of a way. This is something that's happening in my industry, so it, it, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> uh, the Suez Canal. There is a. They have the. They have built in the past few years. They've started building these mega ships that can carry more containers than. Oh ever. really? Okay. And this Evergreen ship. I don't remember the name of the. But Evergreen's the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of this ship exactly. But it's the. It's the. It's the length of the Empire State Building. Damn. The wind blew it sideways, and it's blocking. One of the most one of the most high traffic canals in the world. It's costing ten billion dollars a day because they can't get past the ship. The ships block the whole canal, so now it they're can't trying to turn. It, it doesn't turn. It's, it's stuck. It like got dug into the oh. ground. So now they're trying to dredge the ground underneath it 
and they're hoping that in the next, like, it's supposed to rain or something, or in, or high tide in the next couple of days, that hopefully it lifts bit. the boat up oh, yeah. or lifts the ship up, and then they can, the tugboats can push it. Because that's what tugboats, that's the point of a tugboat. Like, if you ever watch Thomas the Train and all that stuff, yeah. they have tugboat characters. A tugboat's job is to, like, navigate, like, ships when they're trying to dock. So they'll push. Is that the ones with the rubber around it? Yeah. End? So okay. they'll push the yeah, front yeah. end closer to the edge of the dock or push the back end or push it out when they're trying to. Basically, they help it steer yeah. when it's in a straight line. So they're, But they don't have enough strength because it's dug into the ground. Damn. It's costing $10 billion a day. They expect that this could affect um, toilet paper supplies and stuff. So if you go to the grocery store, just grab, grab an extra pack of toilet paper just to be safe. There could be... Uh, you know, uh, organs on yeah. those containers, medical supplies that need to get somewhere. I mean, the things that are transported by container across the world, it, it, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be uh, baffled by wow. all kind of stuff, food, medical supplies, organs, illegal contraband, the con, the, the, uh, Somebody's fucking oh, losing the, it. oh, the, uh, the cartels <laughs> might be fucked up right They're now. Losing it I got a, I got a, I got a hundred million dollars sitting in Egypt right yeah. now on a boat and it, I can't get it. Mm. So the price is going up on everything. Yeah. Oil prices going up, so gas prices will probably go up a little bit. It, they already are, but they might fluctuate up a little higher now because of this. Everything you're going to see start to, you know, cocaine prices might go up on the streets. You just never know. <laughs> Everything's going to be affected by this a little bit. It might be incremental. It might be small uh, amounts, but you're going to see this start to spread throughout everyday life, I think, mm -hmm. if this continues. They said it could take weeks. Wow. $10 yeah, billion dollars a day from just a, a small shift. And these ships are massive. You see them in person. Like that ship specifically, it's, it's, it's probably massive. It might be too big to even come to Baltimore. Really? I don't know if I've ever, like we don't get super ships like that. Uh, I mean, because well, we don't have, isn't this not a, the size? Of it's the size. Like some, some ships are too big to even go to certain ports. They don't have the infrastructure to, to unload them. Damn. They're just too big. It's the, it's, it's the size of the Empire State Building. If you stand it up. If vertically. you stand it up vertically. Jeez. It's the size of the Empire State It's massive. It's crazy. $10 billion a day, man. So, yeah, yeah that's just crazy. I just want to do that as a little palate cleanser. Yeah, that's that, wild. that story of DC, that really pissed me off. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was absolutely ridiculous. But, again, I just want to say, like, this is, is you know, we co we're coming off a crazy year. These kids been cooped up in the house. Every I know what it's like. I'm going to try to phrase this properly. I know what it's like to be, like, an angsty teen and, and, and want to impress your friends. What? No, I'm. I'm just. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to, to steal a car, though. That's what. But I'm. What I'm saying is coming off of this year where, you know, everything was uncertain. Everything's locked down. These kids been in the house learning online. I'm. My, my point is not about those two girls. Yeah. Okay. My point is that these kids might be on ten, because yeah. of the last year as For well. Sure. So not just. I'm not saying carjacking, death, killing people with yeah, the yeah. car. I'm just saying people might joyriding, stealing FedEx uh, trucks. Just kids might be on. Let's go crazy. Then you 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 combine that with social media, wanting mm, to impress yeah. people and go viral. All of these things come into account, and now it's starting to get warm. So my message is just like, just be on the lookout. When you go pump your gas, don't leave your keys in the car, especially if you're a person that still goes into the gas station and, hey, let me get, you know, uh, 30. If you still do that, as a matter of fact, even not just that, I saw a woman get her car stolen just in that time of going over to the pump and swiping her card. Oh, yeah, once you walk around, they come around the other way. Yeah. yeah, so just be on the lookout for these type of situations because kids been cooped up. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm just saying, like, we saw the footage of what's going down in Miami. You know, these kids are turned up. They're, you know, they got frustrations and, 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 and excitement to get off their chest. And then mob mentality, when you get a bunch of people around, 
Oh yeah. Uh, some of the some of the dumbest shit I've ever done was just because it was like what it's did? like a hundred people here. Yeah. This is like, yo, throw this. It just just off of no no. I, I would never do it. But it's like today. Yeah. We have a famous story. I actually told Sierra about this story. Uh, this wasn't even a lot of people, but when we were up on a federal hill in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and we were up there with some people, and one of our friends was just acting. Oh yeah. He was oh, trying I to impress this that. girl, and this dude is usually the coolest, most chill. <laughs> <laughs> Laid back dude, he might as well have been doing cartwheels and backflips on this night. Yeah, it's you. He does listen. So, yeah, it's, we're talking about you, bro. Yes, we are. That's We still talk about that to this day where it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was so out of character. Not even just, like, just a little it really bit. It really was. It was so out it of really character was. that it was like, what? It was, it was wild. So just people get around people and they start to act crazy. They want to impress people and show out. And it's just, it's yeah. just something, it's just something in humans. Yeah. So just, you, you just know. don't think about the repercussions and what no. happened. You don't. I just want to get just, the laugh. I want to get yeah. the excitement. I want to get the shock right now in this moment. I want instant gratification. Yeah. So I'll fucking, oh man, brick off the bridge. Now the, br- the brick goes through somebody's car. Kill you kill somebody. somebody. You know, it's, it, it's. It can turn real quick. Yeah. It can go from it can go from it can go from laughs to tears in an instant. Yeah. Now you in jail. Now you uh, thirteen and fifteen years old, bro. Or murder charge. You can't you you're not gonna sit here and tell me that even whatever the situation was, you y'all guys need to rock. If you would have called your parents and said, give them the option for, hey. That's a, that's a strong assumption. I don't know these girls. I don't know their That's life. absolutely true. I but, know, I, but but either even so, you got caught. Yeah, the guy's here yeah. now. He's trying to get his car. Run. Let it go. It yeah. didn't have to go that way. Absolutely tragic, man. Yeah, man. That was that was that was that was a, that was a tough one to read. That was a tough one to read. Especially their age, they just threw their life away, man. Thirteen and fifteen years old, and you killed a dude. And then, like I said, and you're asking for your phone. So that's not going to play well in court at all. Nope. Now I know they're kids and everything, but like the, the I know phone? I know she didn't. I know she was just like maybe she couldn't comprehend that the guy's dead, whatever. And she's just as like I'm being a selfish kid. My phone. Let me get my phone out of the car. But when they play that in front of a jury. You're getting no sympathy, you know. Anyway, let's turn things around, yeah. uh, friend. We got, some, we got some, yeah, we got. Oh, some, we do. We got some celebrating okay, to do, cool. man. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, shout out to everybody on the, you know, um, joining the Patreon this week. Thank you very much. Also, I want to make a quick announcement. Um, for the entire month of April, I'm gonna be we're gonna be doing giveaways. Uh, if you if you sign up Ooh. for the Patreon in the month of April, you, you're eligible for a free sticker. And also, just if you're already on the Patreon and you think and you would like a free sticker, send us a message and I you know yeah. and I'll send you a free sticker as well. But if you sign up uh, in, for Patreon in the month of April, you get a free sticker. I'm gonna be doing some giveaways, maybe some sock giveaways, maybe some mug giveaways. So if you're not on the Patreon, get your ass on over there. There's plenty of content over there to enjoy, and you might get some free shit. Yep. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Nothing. You put that bagel down right now. Hey, you, <laughs> you, you put that bagel down right now. You go on to Patreon.com. You sign up and give yourself an opportunity to win some fun stuff. Anyway, friend, uh, we're going to start things off with Ivy Strong. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it's an Ivy very strong, you yeah. know, especially when I get my pre-workout in me. Ivy, Ivy very strong, Ivy, friend. nice. Yeah, uh, um, thank like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I said their last name, so that was my, that was my bad. I fucked up. But it, it, it was worth it for the pun. That's their name? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. Don't think so. I, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got Aaron M. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have one for that. Shout out to you, Aaron M. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining the Patreon. You are a gem. Uh, up next, we got Emily C. I see you make very good decisions, mm. Emily C. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm, everybody's not going to get one of these because some people's names are just like James H. Yeah. Hey, James. 
right, right on. on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we got John M. John is another one. I like when people spell it J-O-N. It makes me okay. think it, it's not short for Jonathan, just because your name might just be John. And that might, I think that that might be short for Jonathan. You think so? Okay. I don't know. So just yeah. fuck everything I just said. Yeah. Shout out to you, John. <laughs> Up next, we got Corky B. Okay. And I just want people to know, I, I, I didn't, let me turn this down for a second. This is a pseudonym, actually. Um, um, Cardi B is a big fan of the podcast. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Cardi, I didn't mean to expose you like this, but Cardi's pseudonym is actually Corky B. That's what she goes by when she doesn't mm. want people to know. Okay. She's doing her thing and everything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Cardi, but Corky, wink. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Corky, but, you know, I just felt I felt like a flexing for a second. We got okay. big, luxurious guests that listen Ooh. to this podcast. Shout out to Cardi B. Uh, up next, we got Alexis E. Shout out to you, Alexis E. Uh, Alexis uh, is the bestest... Hey, on right on. Uh, up next, we got uh, we got Rashmi M. Shout out to you, Rashmi. Uh, sh- shout out to you, indeed. I don't have anything for that one either. Sorry. Up next, we got Ariana B. Ariana, what you gonna do is sign up for the Patreon, and you did it already. Shout out to you for a year. All right, now. Uh, up next, we got LML. Uh, LML. Shout out to you, LML. Uh, 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 I guess that's their initials, but uh, yeah, LML. NMNOP. Yeah, all right now. Mm, I, we got okay. something. I don't know. Uh, uh, up next, we got KJB. Uh, shout out to you, KJ. Your picture is a pup, and I love it. Looks like a little scruffy one, too. Maybe a New Yorkshire. Uh, up next, we got Donnell S. Donnell, you you better don you better don yourself a nice outfit and get ready to win some shit on Patreon next yeah. month. That's what you better do, Donnell. <laughs> uh, up next, we got Leanne. You got one for that? Leanne? Yeah, Leanne. No. Yeah, me either. That's not really good. Mm-hmm. Leanne, love the name. Just yeah. nothing. I can't work with it very much. Uh, shout out to you, Leanne. Up next, we got Lisa H. Shout out to you, Lisa H. Thank you very much for joining the Patreon. Your imagery is interesting. I don't know what that is, but shout out to you, Lisa H. And lastly, we got Jocelyn B. Mm. She went, hey, Jocelyn, she went down, took her purse out, got real deep at the bottom. She's jostling around. Mm-hmm. She found $6 to become a, a serial mm. killer. So shout out to you, Jocelyn B. Much appreciated to everybody on that yes, list sir. that we just named. Thank and you. everybody who is uh, currently a, a Patreon member. Uh, it's uh, all very much appreciated. As I said before, uh, for the month of April, we're going to be doing all kind of giveaways just to show some appreciation for the people that signed up for the Patreon. So if you aren't currently on the Patreon, feel free to jump on over there, sign up at whatever level you feel like, and you will be eligible for all the things I just mentioned. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I think it's my turn to tell you guys some fucking shit. We'll figure that out during the break. Uh, stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by The Social High Five. During 2020, we all had to adapt to some very unexpected conditions. It was no different for us sports fans. We're all anxiously looking forward to the time that we can reopen sports bars and stadiums, but COVID, flu, and other health risks are still very real. Now, though, there's an awesome new way for fans to cheer on their team and still keep their hands germ-free. With the Social High Five. Made from a sturdy, light, and easy-to-clean styrene, The Social High Five straps to your hand with ease and allows for a hygienic hand slap after your team scores a big goal, makes a massive play, and hopefully wins the big game. The company actually sent Fran and I a couple of Social High Fives, and while I believe podcasting is a sport, Fran has asked me to stop using mine to slap his butt because, quote, this is not basketball, man. We're talking into microphones. End quote. Give the sports fanatic in your life a helping hand with The Social High Five. Just go to social 
H-I-G-H, the number five, dot com, and order one today. I think this will be a fantastic product for sports bars or even sporting organizations to just have ready for when fans come back, when patrons come back into their businesses to say, hey, we're still following the guidelines. We still want people to be safe, but it's okay to celebrate and cheer when your team does something awesome. So again, go to socialhighfive.com and get you one today. Tell them Affirmative Murder sent you. All right, back to the show. All right, and we are back, friend. It is indeed my turn to go first this week, so uh, please prepare mm-hmm. for the story of the two deaths of Willie Francis. Mm. Okay. My sources were Murderpedia and an article from FaceToFaceAfrica.com written by Mildred Europa Taylor. Okay, you said the what? Two deaths. The two deaths of Willie Francis. Okay. Here we go. So Willie Francis's case is the first known incident of a failed execution by, electri- by electrocution in the United States. Oh, man. The 17-year-old youngest of 13 children from a poor black family in Louisiana supposedly murdered a 54-year-old white pharmacist named Andrew Thomas in St. Martinville, Louisiana in 1944. Oh, I remember this. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a crazy story. This is the one with the picture? Has a photo? No, this isn't no. the little boy. This is a different story. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I know what he was like Didn't a little- did him too, though? No? No, he died, but he just, they had no just they had no proof that it oh, was really him. Oh, the thing And he was, was like 13. They, it couldn't fit. That's what, that's yeah, what threw me off. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. The yeah, stuff yeah. they had but, didn't but fit. But the imagery that's is very similar. The story yeah, yeah, yeah. is all, okay. yeah, okay. 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas was murdered in his bed. This is the, um, the guy, the 54-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Um, the murder remained unsolved for nine months until in August of 1945, Francis was detained due to his proximity to an unrelated crime. Mm. In his pocket, allegedly, was Andrew Thomas's wallet. Okay. Keep in mind, this is nine months later. Yeah. Francis named several others in connection with the murder, but the police were never never able to find them. And this was in the 40s? This was in 1944. Well, 1945 when he was arrested. What over wallets look like in 1945? Oh, like shit. Like genuine leather, and they probably smell like death mm. and butt. Yeah. You might even really like, you see like cow nipple. Because they really use the real part Ugh. of the, so you really see like cow skin. Yeah, you really see the details. Like, oh, this is this is cow back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, it's sturdy. Yeah, it, it might even protect you from a bullet. <laughs> a, a, a genuine leather Probably wallet from the nineteen. 19- oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Money in it or not, it's just dense. Yeah. <laughs> a short time later, Francis directed the police to where he disposed of the holster he used to carry the murder weapon, not the murder weapon, mm-hmm. just the holster. Despite two separate written confessions, Francis pleaded not guilty. Nevertheless, eight days after the trial began, Willie Francis stood convicted of murder and was sentenced to death. On May 3rd, 1946, the big day had arrived. When the 17-year-old was strapped into gruesome Gertie, this motherfucking, this this, uh, electric chair has such a reputation that it had a nickname. Mm. And they would take it from jail to jail. Like, it was the one. Like, oh, oh, we got an execution up in, you know, Lafayette. Pack it up. Pack it up, take it over there. It was like a celebrity. Yeah, man, we got gruesome gruesome Gertie. So imagine the ghosts, the ghost energy on that. Yeah. Killing hundreds of people, you know. Uh, So after he was strapped into gruesome Gertie, something went wrong. When the switch was flipped to kill Francis, he began jerking around violently in the chair. That was when, when officials convened inside the small parish jail in St. Martinsville and, real, and they realized that something had gone wrong. The electrocution was not working. Mm. Take this off, Francis violently screamed. When he screamed for them to take it off, one of, the, one of the officers said, 
Oh, because he said, I can't breathe. And one of, the officers, one of the officers said, you're not supposed to breathe. But he continued to insist that I'm not dying. Yeah. So he's being electrocuted. Being tortured. But not a, exactly. That's the, that's the perfect word yeah. for it. He's being tortured and not enough to kill him, which is the objective. Yeah. He's being tortured enough that it's extreme pain, but he can communicate that I, I'm not dying. Yeah. I'm feeling every minute of this. This is awful. Please stop. So, uh, you know, after minutes of this happening, the, the, the officers begin to realize, like, yeah, he, he's not dying. So they assisted him out of the chair, and reports said that though his heart was beating wildly, he was very much alive. Mm. Francis told reporters, God fooled with that electric chair. Mm. But perhaps it wasn't God, as it turned out that the portable, quote-unquote, chair, described as a 300-pound monstrosity of oak, leather, and wiring that was transported by truck from jail to jail in Louisiana to perform executions was not set up properly. Mm, like a carnival. Like a, Exactly like a carnival. <laughs> yeah, you're really killing the analogies right now. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like, yeah. that's why I don't ride carnival rides. I don't get on carnival rides either. Because, like, I don't know who these 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 high school dropout yeah. people are who are putting the, putting together this sophisticated machinery. You're not telling me you not y'all didn't lose a bolt. Come I'll, on, it's, it's a couple things I put. I had to put take down, put it back up. Oh, we don't have this bolt. You're it's t- cool though. Yeah, you telling still- me you drove this truck from Kiss- Kissimmee, Florida to <laughs> to Maryland, and you nothing fell out of the truck? Yeah. Come on, man. And you want to get on something that sticks you to the walls with no seatbelt? Yeah. Or, or something that spins around on a on an axis? Yeah, I don't nah, do carnival I'm okay. rides. No, I don't do I don't do carnival rides at all. No, but I will push back on that, though, mm-hmm. because I've seen you get on carnival rides when we were in situations when? where there's girls around. And uh, then I'm mer- like, uh, and I first spent- wheel. All right. Well, don't say that. Like, because that's-, that's not like, come on now. But I'm d- listen, <laughs> it's, it is a ride, though. I get it. But it's not going. But all I'm saying is I'm, I stand I stand by my morals and principles is what I'm saying. And then you're talking like you're on my side. It's a Ferris wheel. But I, but but me, I'm on the ground like y'all enjoy that. I'm going to have some funnel cake. And uh, you know, I'll see y'all when y'all get off the ride. I watch the I watch the bags. That's fine. But now you're saying, oh yeah, I don't ride carnival rides. I did, uh, for, I did maybe what's that one time, and I had to. Fair enough. We won't get into why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Francis later described his ordeal in the chair. He was quoted as saying, "I wanted I wanted to say goodbye too, because Captain Far- Captain Foster had cheerfully said goodbye, Willie." as he flipped the switch to the thing. So he's like, I wanted to say some shit back to him, but he was so terrified that he couldn't even speak. Right. Yeah. Um, he said, my hands were closed tightly. Then I could almost hear it coming. Mm. The best way I could describe it is wham. It felt like a hundred thousand needles and pins were pricking, were pricking me in, in all over. Mm. And my left leg felt like somebody was cutting it off with a razor. Oh, and he, it, and, he, and he didn't die, so he just lived through that for minutes. I could feel my arms jumping at my sides, and I guess my whole body must have jumped straight out. I couldn't stop the jumping. If that was tickling, it was sure a funny kind. Because he had been told it would tickle, and then he'd die. That's how they described being electrocuted to him. How the hell would they know? They're probably just being assholes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they were like... I don't think they like got down on one knee like, look here, buddy. Um, it's gonna feel like a tickle, and then you just go to sleep. I think they were like, he probably was genuinely scared. Like, what does it feel like? <laughs> a tickle. Now shut up and open yeah. your mouth while I put this gag in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was probably something like that. Uh, why do they do that too? You know, break your teeth or something? I don't know why they do that part. Probably, I would assume maybe it's mm. something to do with biting your tongue or something. Maybe less oh, clean, yeah. less clean up, something like that. The blood, okay. some something, something awful and grotesque. Yeah. He said, "I thought for a minute I was gonna." Knock the whole chair over. 
Then I was all right. I thought I was dead. Then they did it again. Mm. The same feeling all over. I heard a voice say, give me some more juice down there. And in a little while, somebody yelled, I'm giving you all I got now. He could hear all of this shit happening, that they they didn't have enough to kill him. And he's just in torturous pain. And saying like, hey, man, this is not working. Can you help me? Shut up. He's having whole conversations with these people while he's being tortured horrendously. Uh, He went on to say, I think I must have hollered for them to stop. They say I said, take it off, take it off. I know that was certainly what I wanted them to do. When he was removed from the chair, it was recorded that one of the drunk executioners, Captain Foster, yelled at him, I missed you this time, but I'll get you next week, even if I have to use an iron bar. Jeez. But Francis wasn't executed the next week. Instead, he made headlines in Louisiana, and his case even landed at the Supreme Court. After the botched execution, Francis's father, Frederick Francis, was clearly not pleased with the legal representation his son had received in his trial. A report by Harold Record said that during his trial, his court-appointed defense attorney changed Francis's plea from not guilty to guilty without his consent, did not make an opening statement, called no witnesses, raised no objections, and put up no defense. So he, he just did no any, work? He did nothing. <laughs> he, he essentially did nothing. Is, is, you know, uh and when the boys, like, why are you here? Yeah, like, well, I could just represent <laughs> myself for all this. Are you going to say something? No, nah, it's cool. I, you know, he definitely was like, it's cool, I got this. And just proceeded to right. do nothing. He wanted to come in with fucking papers and shit on his hand. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Sorry I'm late. He's late. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Uh, uh, five, five other cases, papers fall everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> I could not imagine being on trial for something go, serious. Oh, I'm going to jail. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all you can do. <laughs> He, flip, he flips over that little thing that the, the the little door that swings open when you mm-hmm. come into the court part. Yeah. Oops, oh, whoops. Fucking Steve Urkel and shit. You know, come <laughs> on. So his dad saw an opportunity with um, this execution happening to really give mount up a proper defense for his son. So they had to do everything. They had to retrial. Not retrial. But he needed a defense because basically they were saying, OK, well, we're going to have to do an execution again. And so people were made the headlines. People were advocating, and so they were like, "Somebody needs to step in and and defend him on this." They already, they already, ele- they, they they electrocuted him. They yeah, failed. They proceeded with that. So, so that should be. So the dad saw this as an opportunity to get him a proper defense. Okay. Uh, so when the boy when the boy's execution failed, his father saw this as an opportune moment to approach another lawyer to handle the case. Mm-hmm. Thus, while the state prepared to try to f- kill Francis again, Frederick managed to hire the services of. Bertrand DeBlanc. Mm. That is a lawyer's name, if, yeah. especially in I'm Louisiana. You know, he wears like a bow tie, like a seersucker suit, maybe a, deal. maybe a hat, like one of those hats that's round all the way around with a little feather in it. And he definitely goes, Your Honor, I do declare. Yeah. He definitely it's, it's one of them dudes where the ops go, Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. It's, it's DeBlanc. Yep. <laughs> Hasn't lost a case since 23. <laughs> 23. <laughs> like, how you got, how you gentlemen doing this evening? Yeah. There's some. There's some marmalade in the in the uh, lobby out there. You guys might want to get a drink. It's going to be a very long day for you. Yeah. And they're like fucking Bertrand de Blanc <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. So they hired Bertrand de Blanc, a lawyer who had also this is this is this is controversial, but this is how much he ends up believing in this case. Bertrand de Blanc had also been good friends with Andrew Thomas before his death. Mm. So the guy that this young man is on trial for killing, yeah. was a friend of his. Mm. DeBlanc agreed to fight for Francis in court. He initially did not think that the boy might be innocent, but rather felt that, quote, it's not humane to make a man go through the chair twice. 
The state fell down on its job. Yep. It made Willie suffer the torture of facing death without completing it. Mm -hmm. My few critics will soon be dead and buried, but the principles involved in this case of freedom and fear of cruel and unusual punishment and that of due process and double jeopardy will live on as long as the American flag waves on this continent. So that is a very principled stand. Uh, Give it up for Mr. DeBlanc. Give it up for Mr. DeBlanc because that is a very principled stand. What he's saying is all of my friends who are like, you're defending the guy who killed Andrew, they'll be dead at some point. But you can't make somebody go through this twice because y'all fucked fucked up. up. Exactly. Basically, he's saying... How's double jeopardy? How's double jeopardy still in play if you allow this to happen? Yeah, because if you try me and I beat the case, and they go, "Oh well, we fucked up. We meant to add this part of the evidence." That's not on me. Yeah, my lawyer defended me to the T, and you guys lost, so you can't try me again for this. Yeah, so you guys convicted me, sentenced me to death. You put me in the chair, strapped me in. I went through hell, and I didn't die. Right, but I faced the electric chair. Which I don't agree with the death penalty at all. But if you inject the dude with all the shit and it's like he gets, you know, the guy lives, but it was hell. Put him in a cell for the rest of his life, man. You can't make him do that shit again. That's crazy. Now, does this fall in the same category as somebody like, you know, know we heard the ones where people die, like die and then they like they come back in jail. It wasn't like a story where somebody like died and then they brought him back and it was like, hey, I served life. Oh no! I that's not heard that. <laughs> you might have the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Where did I see that though? He died and then he came back. Like he, like oh no! You know what I think you might be describing is something that like I think I understand what you're saying. Okay, like his heart stopped and yeah. then maybe they re- they like jolted just, his yeah, heart exactly. back and then it's like I served life. I served life. No, no, <laughs> no. This doesn't fall into that category. <laughs> that's good. Hey, that's man, a good, that's a good try. I saved life. If you think I wouldn't I try that, if, yeah. If you think I'm not trying that, if oh, I'm, for sure. oh my god, like did I die? Yeah, you were dead for about 30 seconds. Okay. Well, then, then I served life. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my bags? I'm free to yes. go. You need like you need Johnny Cochran to get you yeah. out of that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> call Bertram. Yeah, Whatever you got to call Bertrand DeBlanc. <laughs> oh, Bertrand, okay. If it's not Bertrand DeBlanc or, jo- or, 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 or Johnny Cochran, you're out of shit out of luck. Yeah, for sure. Johnny Cochran be like, if the if the uh if the defibrillator went beep, yep. you gotta put him back on the streets. Wow. You know, they'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Case closed. <Applaud. Yeah. laughs> so after he gave after that quote, he went on to, you know, really get involved, invested into the case further. And uh, so when he started to look deeper into the case, into the case, he began to have different views on the teenager's guilt as he gathered that Francis was not initially arrested for the murder of Thomas, but rather miles away from where the murder took place for false drug charges and unrelated reasons. Francis was visiting one of his sisters in Port Port Arthur when he was arrested on suspicion of being a drug dealer's accomplice, according to reports. When the police could not connect him to the drug dealer, they started questioning him about the murder of Thomas after they had allegedly found the murdered pharmacist's wallet and identification card in Francis's possession. So when you put it under that guise, the them happening to just find this guy's wallet an ID card on this kid that they just happened to pick up mm-hmm. miles away from this murder happened nine months later. Yeah. Is a little fishy because you could have his wallet in evidence mm-hmm. and his ID card in evidence. And if I did kill somebody and steal from their house, I probably wouldn't be walking around nine months later with their ID card Still, in my yeah. pocket, you know? 
Maybe the wallet, because those wallets were very good quality back then. Maybe the wallet, but like they wouldn't know it was his wallet if the ID card wasn't in there. Right. So why would he still be walking around with a wallet with an ID card in there? I'm not saying that nobody would be that stupid. I'm just saying it definitely a lawyer should a lawyer should bring that up. Yeah. With no legal representation at any point during the interrogation, they reportedly pressed him, and within minutes, they had a signed confession from Francis from Francis for the murder and a second confession the following day. So I'd like to know what pressed means. You know, when we live in this era of um, there being a bit more of a, uh, thankfully, a bit more of a microscope on the way that investigations and interrogations are done Mm -hmm. and coming off of uh, um, the Central Park 5 case and so many other cases where you know about forced confessions and, you know, being beat into signing something or yeah. being led when there's nobody in the in, in the interrogation room to defend you or tell you you don't have to say anything, how these techniques that these detectives have can lead people to sign up for things that they that they didn't do. Yeah. So they say they pressed him, and within minutes they had a signed confession. So what do you think pressed looked like when a 54-year-old white man in 1944 was killed and you got a 17-year-old black kid in an interrogation room with no representation around I'm sure that pressing was pretty harsh. Yeah. And that's just a guess. It's just speculation, but that's just, I'm speculating with uh, confidence. Reports said that the gun used in the murder wasn't examined for fingerprints, while the bullets found in Thomas's body were not matched with the gun that they had even found. What is more is that the bullet and the, that the gun and the bullets were lost before the trial while in transit to the FBI for analysis. Wow. They didn't even have the gun or the bullets. So they, don't ha- they had no evidence other than his signed confession, really. On the night of Thomas's murder, one of, his neighbor- one of his neighbors also claimed to have seen a car's headlights in Thomas's driveway. Francis couldn't drive. But none of these factors were taken into consideration when he was sentenced to death. So all of this stuff was readily available, and his lawyer brought up... I mean, this is a beatable case. Yeah. Whether they had Bertrand. Whether, well, if, he, if he had Bertrand DeBlanc from the beginning, yeah. oh, this guy would have walked. Now, again... I don't know if Willie Francis is guilty or not, but I do know that this is a beatable case. Yeah. If you have a competent lawyer who goes, so the na- bring the neighbor up. The neighbor says they saw a car leaving uh, this guy's house late, late at night. Okay, well, Willie can't drive. Uh, Willie's confession was forced. He was beat. Put Willie on the stand to say they beat me. Mm-hmm. You know, The gun and the bullets don't were matter. lost. They're, they're gone. Whether oh. or not... They- we don't what have the one, them. What the ones they said it didn't. They, the didn't the match. gun didn't match the bullets. Right. And also, we don't even have the gun or the bullets. <laughs> right. They're not here. Where are they? Does the prosecution have these things? No. Okay. Uh, this is a this is ridiculous. And you can walk. I, I, this is a beatable case. With these factors at hand, DeBlanc faced the Louisiana Pardons Board on May thirty first, nineteen forty six. But his arguments couldn't stop the poor black teenager from getting another date fixed for a second execution. Mm. DeBlanc then took the case to the Supreme Court. That's how much he believed in this. He then took the case to the Supreme Court with the help of J. Skelly Wright, a maritime lawyer in Washington. But things didn't go as expected as the nine justices ruled against Francis five to four a day after the boy's 18th birthday. Mm. Not giving up, DeBlanc made moves to get Francis a proper trial after after he found out that one of Francis's executioners had been drunk while setting up the electric chair. But Francis was denied a new trial. If he had gotten a new trial, the Blanc would have beat this case. Mm-hmm. And I think they knew that. I think they knew how flimsy the evidence was, and they, that's why they denied a new trial. Because they were like, this kid's going to walk, and now this 55-year-old, 54-year-old white man's death goes back to being unsolved, 
And you got a whole jurisdiction of people furious that the killer was let out, yeah. you know, in their eyes. When really it's possible that just this was a miscarriage of justice and, and the an innocent man was freed. But instead of the optics for them looking bad, they go, yeah, no new trial. The trial was done and everything. And if it was me, I would have gone, okay, well, if the trial was done, the execution was done too. Yeah. So why is he still in jail? Everything's done. If everything was done, then everything was done. So why is he still in jail? He was executed. So like I said, uh, uh, DeBlanc did not give up. He wanted to, He had plans to take this as far as he could take it. Uh, and he, he later told Francis that he would make the case, he would take the case to the Supreme Court again. But the boy asked him not to, as he didn't want any more stress, saying, I'm ready to die. He's fed up, man. Yeah, I mean, he, I, mean I can't imagine what it's been. You know, we did that story about uh, the girl I went to middle school with, Deanna Green, and um, I learned some things about what electri- electri- being electrocuted is and what's happening to your body when that's hap- when that's going and those when those uh cur- when that current is going through you, and I can't imagine what that pain feels like. And then to survive that, I would assume he has burns, uh, permanent muscle damage. I w- I would assume he hasn't just bounced back from that. I would assume he's probably in pain every day of his life. Yeah. At least for the, you know, the couple of years that he was fighting this case. It's not like he's just, this is some crazy accident and now he's just fine. Like, I'm sure that came with all kind of problems. He's already on trial for murder. He doesn't see a, a way out of this. He's like, man, I, just, just fuck it. This isn't going to end well. And that's sad because he lost faith in the justice system. He probably never had it, but that was the rock bottom for him was like, oh, it doesn't. If you go again, they're gonna say no again. Yeah, like this isn't going to go my way, and so he gave up. And on May 9th, nineteen forty-seven, almost a year after the first execution attempt, Francis found himself in the electric chair again. This time, it was set up correctly. Asked if he had any last words, he replied, "Nothing at all." At twelve o five p.m., executioners flipped the switch, and Francis was pronounced dead five minutes later. He would later be branded the teenager who was executed twice. Twice, yep. That's crazy, man. Rest in peace to rest in peace to Willie Francis. I say rest in peace because I don't know if he killed uh Andrew Thomas. And because I don't know, and because this I can see this as a beatable case, that I I I can see that this was a miscarriage of justice. Whether or not he did it, I don't know. I can that nobody knows that other than Willie and Andrew. Nobody knows what happened to Andrew Thomas that night. But what I do know is there was no physical evidence at the at the trial. Uh, there's a witness saying they saw a car leaving Andrew Thomas's house, and Willie can't drive. Yeah. And Willie was picked up on a completely unrelated thing that had nothing, and he was not guilty of that. They they basically stopped and frisked him yeah. and brought him in because they thought he was connected to some drug dealer, and when they couldn't, Pin him for that. He was in the area, right, or something like that. He was in the area of the drug dealer, oh, okay. but not in the area of Andrew Thomas's murder. Again, also, this is nine months later. This isn't the night after Andrew Thomas is dead. Andrew Dom- Andrew Thomas has been dead for nine months. The case has been unsolved, and then when they can't get this guy for this thing that they picked him up for, they start asking him questions about Andrew Thomas, and they just coincidentally find Andrew Thomas's wallet with his ID in this kid's pocket. I mean, that is that is a string of coincidences that I mean are. Kind of hard to believe, not kind of very. No, we just got him here, so let's put it on him. Yeah, I mean that's what it sounds like, yeah. and I feel like a lawyer, a good lawyer like Bertrand DeBlanc, 
would have been able to prove that is that if that's who he had from the beginning. Way more than a guy that just sat there and didn't say anything. Yeah, what? They, they don't know, we don't know his name? No, nah, we don't know his name. It's not, his fly, it's not as fly as Bertrand DeBlanc, so it doesn't really sure. matter. He can go fuck himself. Uh, shout out to Bertrand DeBlanc for, really, that's a strong, like, to stand up and say, yes, this guy is accused of killing my friend, but this is wrong. And so I'm going to lend my expertise to this situation. And then in the process of that, being convinced that this is, this something wrong's happening here. He didn't do this. Yeah. That's a very powerful story. And uh, um, I kind of just stumbled upon that. I don't really, I was just looking for a story to do. And that that kind of jumped out at me and spoke to me as I, as I read it. And when I did some more research, I was like, oh my God, wow, that's, that's crazy, you know, to, to get executed survive the execution and then they're like okay well we're doing it again and then fighting that and unfortunately losing but yeah that was the story of uh willie willie francis the boy who died twice wow yeah uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit so stick around welcome back it's my turn to go um my affirmative murder this week is about um the Green Widow. The Green Widow. The Green Widow. Okay. I got this story from ox- Oxygen.com. Mm, great site. Great channel. Yeah. So many killer wives have uh, been dubbed Black Widows over the years. Mm-hmm. A tribute to the tiny red and black spider whose female whose females are known for the um, post-consumption of their mates. Yeah. Prosecutors and the press dubbed Mary Ellen Samuels the Green Widow. Born in 1947, Mary Ellen Gurnick grew up an all-American girl in southern and sunny Southern California. As a teenager, she spent her free time at driving movies, Disneyland, and chasing boys at local dances. Mm. Friend Barbara Barbara uh, Favela told Snap that she was very pretty, adding, "When we would go out and meet guys, it was always Mary Ellen they would focus on." Mm. Sounds like a little bit of a hater, friend. Does she? I sound a little salty. Just, just a little bit. Well, we 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 we've been places where it's like this group of girls is like, oh, that's the best looking ones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but I'm just saying, I don't know if necessarily. She, I mean, all, all like, the girls. Yeah, I don't know if all the girls like. It's so awesome that my friend is prettier than me, <laughs> and all the guys pay attention. Yeah, you know, they're a little salty, but you know, yeah. they're not gonna come out outright saying that. Yeah, no, for sure. But you know I'm saying my girl Barb was like, like, you know, she thought, you know, she thought she was cute. She thought she was all that. Yeah. So one boy who had a crush on her was two years her junior and one of her neighbors. His name was Bob Samuels. Too shy to ask her out as a teen, Bob watched her watch from afar as Mary Ellen moved on in life. Mm. Got married and had a daughter. Meanwhile, he became a successful Hollywood cameraman. In 1980, their paths, their paths crossed again and they started dating. Bob started out smitten with her as a young child and was completely enamored um, of her when he met her then again as an adult. So he probably was like, this is, I wanted you back in the day. Yeah. We crossed paths again. It's meant to be. My chance. It's meant to be. And I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> oh, you know, it's a little bit of like vindictiveness. Like, oh, yeah. now I can get you. Yeah. <laughs> you might have turned me down before, but now I'm living pretty nice. Oh, he was, I'm a successful oh, he was like, cameraman. Yeah, I, I had a confidence. Yeah. Then. So I just, now I, I know. Now the whole world, Bob's name rings out for sure. For sure, you need something filmed. You call Bob. Yeah. Uh. So prosecutor Jan Marazzi told Snap, within six months they were married. 
Things got off to a good start for the Samuels. They got a house in suburban Northridge in the San Fernando Valley, and according to Barbara, Bob got along great with Mary Ellen's daughter, Nicole, mm. whom he adopted. Husband and wife, however, were a study in contrast. Bob was hardworking and down-to-earth, but Mary Ellen liked fast cars, sexy clothes, and excitement. Mm. The couple fought over money constantly. Bob eventually bought a Subway sandwich uh, franchise and made his wife the manager. In the 80s? Yeah. That's probably, that was probably peak Subway time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were getting those lies off about eat a sandwich and lose weight. Yeah. Which I don't know how they continue to. Do they still do that? They don't even do that now. I don't no. think so because it's a it's it's just not true. Yeah, I forgot they used to do that. They used to be like if they you eat if you eat a forgot. sandwich full of meat they and used bread, to wear big jeans like like those. Uh... Oh well, we don't speak about that guy anymore. You know he ended up being a creepy pedophile. Oh yeah, Jared. Jer- yeah, yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah. No, th- Jared isn't a part of the campaign anymore. Yeah, yeah he he's in prison or at least he I was. About him. But they used to even he before to, Jared, yeah, they'd be like, I eat. I lost. I lost. 500 pounds eating, eating sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest lies America's ever told. I forgot they used to do that. That's crazy. Uh, said they, they fight over money all the, all the time. Uh, they bought a Subway sandwich franchise. Made, was like, Here, made, keep yourself busy with yeah, this Subway. Exactly. Yep. He made his manager wife. They needed the extra cash that would, um, it would bring in. He hoped it would give Mary Ellen a sense of purpose. No, she was just bored. No. And they was like, I need to make some extra money because you... Are You're draining me. You're draining me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in October 1986, Bob came home to find a note from Mary Ellen in the kitchen counter saying she was leaving him. Oh, wow. The, the Dear John letter included statements like, our marriage had gotten stale, things just didn't work, things just didn't work out, and I hope we can be friends, but I can't live with, I can't live with you. So, probably, you know, the, you know run she, all his money. Yeah, exactly. When leaving, so now he can't buy you the shit you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want to work. So you've changed. Yeah. So I don't want to be. You've here changed. You used to have money when we first started dating. Yeah. And then I spent all that money. And now you like don't have money anymore and are acting like money's such a big deal. I don't like that about you. Yeah. You've changed. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> so Mary Ellen filed for divorce, but Bob hoped they could reconcile. They agreed to a trial separation with Bob kicking in an extra $1,500 a month mm. to cover her living expenses. Mary Ellen still had the sandwich shop and she and Nicole moved into a nearby condo where mother and daughter started living the high life, going to clubs um, with Bob picking up the bill. Wow. So they're just out partying and stuff, and and he's paying for them to be part- – well, they're separated. They're separated, and yeah. he's paying for probably her rent too. Yeah. Wow. wow. Love. The things we do for love. Wow. Um, so one of the things she liked to do was go bar hopping. I want to know the age difference between um, – Her daughter her and her? her? Daughter. Yeah, I don't know. They got a whole show about that on TLC. Like uh, I think it's called, like, I'm dating my mom or something like that. It's about it's about like uh, mother daughter couple combinations who like live together and party together and how it's unhealthy and stuff. Mm. I think it's called I'm dating my mom, but I could be wrong. It might have like a more clever name than that, but it's the same general idea. Like me and my mom are crazy as hell. Yeah, we go to cowboy bars and we ride the bull, the mechanical bull, and all the boys go crazy. And then her mom's like sixty. She's like. Yeah, sometimes they can't tell if I'm the daughter or she's the daughter. Like, come on, no, it's not true. Yeah. It just isn't true. We, we can we can clearly see the difference. <laughs> we, can tell, we can tell. I promise you, we can tell. Uh, yeah. So one of the things they like to do was go bar, uh, go bar hopping, and she would dress up in her sort of Sunday best as um 
as somebody mentioned to the the, the news reporter. Mm. Uh, so on the afternoon of December 9th, 1988, the LAPD received a 911 call from Bob Samuels' Northridge address. Mary Ellen Samuels met them at the front door. Inside her, a strange husband lay dead from a shotgun blast to the head. Jesus. She said that she and Nicole had stopped by to drop off their dog for the weekend when they discovered the body. Now, I don't know. They didn't say anything about, like, where's the dog? There's no dog here that you oh, dropped no off. Dog. I don't know. It, 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 it just didn't. Maybe they did have the dog in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was the, they already had the dog, and they was like, we're going to use this as an excuse. Yeah. But I'm. I picture them saying it's like, you know, there's no, there's no dog in, there's no dog in the house. You don't have a dog. Um, so he had been, he had been dead for a couple days. While the house appeared to have been ransacked, police say that the crime scene was not consistent with a break-in. It's like it, shit was just thrown around. Yeah. It looked like an inside job. Yeah. When police questioned Mary, Mary Ellen down at the station, down at the station, she wore a low cut dress and flirted with the officer. Oh, she tried to basic instinct them. Like I'm going to distract you guys into, Scratching me off the suspect's list. Yep. Well played. At one point, she put her hand on one of the detective's bald head and talked about how she liked bald guys. All right. Within days of you know, you know Prince William just got named the sexiest bald man in the world? He looks First of all, he looks like a thumb. And, like, Jason Statham's right there. Yeah. Jason Statham's right there, man. Come on. Bald. The Rock is bald. I'm about to say it. Yeah, yeah The bald. Rock is bald, man. That guy's gorgeous. Come on. <laughs> Prince William looks like... A chewed up piece of gum. Continue. You don't agree with that? No, 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 no. no. I, I'm more <laughs> furious about that than when they named Blake Shelton Sexiest Man Alive. Mm. Are you familiar with Blake Shelton? I think, uh, well, I know he's an actor, right? No, he's a country singer, but he's on The Voice. Blake Shelton. He's on The Voice. Bo- oh, wait. The se- no. Oh, the, the guy that they, uh, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. No. He looks like a bully from a Simpsons cartoon. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've no. ever heard. It's crazy. It's no. crazy. Jason Momoa. It, it, it has never won that. Who's that? Aquaman. Oh yeah. That dude. That dude fucks, man. Yeah. Anyway, I was, so I was more mad about the bald thing than the sexiest man alive. And I was <laughs> I very mad when Blake Shelton. He took his photo in a flannel shirt. Yeah. You took your cover photo in a flannel shirt. I guess you wanted to stay on brand of the country thing, but yeah. Uh, sorry. I don't even think I can name like. Five better looking guys. In I here. know guys that like just I know <laughs> that look better than Blake, that look better than Blake Shelton. He must have paid. He must. Oh have man, money. I think it was that they were like, oh wait, he he's dating Gwen Stefani, oh, yeah. so he must be handsome, right? I mean, if he got Gwen Stefani, smelling like cow shit, yeah. <laughs> maybe we don't maybe we don't see it. Oh something, I don't know. I, my my not to go off on a tangent yeah, about yeah. this, but my theory is that it coincided with Donald Trump being president. And that whole uh, the mid the middle of America and, you know, this is the heart of the country is like Wisconsin and shit. And I think they were like, That's true, let's that. get a white beefy guy who sings to be the, to, who sings country music to be accent. sexiest man alive because it's all about middle America right now. Maybe his accent or something like that. Maybe yeah, I think it was well. just like the stereotype of what America was going through at that time of like people are forgetting about the middle of the country. And I think Blake Shelton might have represented that in some way. Nobody's like, forgetting about the middle of the country. No. And not like average looking white dudes from Oklahoma. Yeah. They're doing just fine. <laughs> right. And they're not the sexiest man on the planet. So oh, within within days of Bob's death, Mary Ellen and Nicole moved back into Bob's house. After he's dead. After, you know, after a couple of days, you know, um, they moved back into the house, put the, sand- the sandwich shop up for sale. Filed a claim to collect the money from his insurance policy. Within they, days. Because they wasn't 
divorce yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, they was going to, but it just it, it, it didn't happen yet. But this is within days, you're saying? Yeah, within days, yep. So when police questioned Bob Samuel's friend, they learned he was planning to finalize his divorce with Mary Ellen. Mm. He realized they were never getting back together. Again, you know, he tried to. And she was playing him. Yeah, he tried to. Um, so he realized they were never getting back together again. He met with a lawyer um, and wanted to cut her, her off financially. Mm. So she knew that was coming. Yeah. Lucky for Mary Ellen, since they were still married at the time of Bob's death, she inherited almost $500,000 in insurance and assets. Mm. She began spending it with a vengeance, buying herself in the coal for Colts. Sexy in lawn. California? Yeah. Six, it's not even a lot. That's $500, half a million dollars. It's in not California. fur coat it's, money. It's, it's, it's not a lot of money. Buying a, like a fleet of fur coats with half a million? Let me, let me show you what, let me, hear, out, hear me out what she was buying. Fur coats for her and her daughter. And her daughter. So double everything. Sexy, sexy lingerie. High-end leatherwear. She got a new boyfriend, right, named mm-hmm. Dean Grover. Bought him a $50,000. Oh, that's, that's, that's the name of a dude that fucks. <laughs> Dean Grover. Bought him a $50,000 white Porsche. And they plan to move to Cancun, dropping $180,000 on a condo there. That's 10% of the money off the car. And that's not even like putting in dinners and uh, all kinds of other shit. Running through it. Blowing it. And you know she... That's not about you blowing it like that. No. And she has the mentality, I can tell by buying fur coats and lingerie, that she's like, I'll take the car outright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not doing payments. This is cash. So despite their suspicions, police didn't have much to connect Bob Samuel's murder to his wife. Then in May of 1989, she received an anonymous tip. They received an anonymous tip telling them to talk to one of Nicole Samuel's boyfriends, Mm. a 27-year-old wannabe wise guy named Gene Bernstein. Jim Bernstein. Follow up. (laughs) I think that's the guy that wrote the Bernstein Bears. Jim Bernstein. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, that's the name of the guy, I think, anyway. But it's not actually Jim (laughs) Bernstein. This is a different Jim Berenstein. Yeah. <laughs> so follow-up interviews with Mary Ellen's fellow bar, uh, one of her little boyfriends, fellow bar that she got, she met in fucking mm-hmm. bars, uh, revealed she had actively been trying to hire a hitman to kill her husband. So she'd just been out, like, meeting guys and like, hey, you know, um, I, ne- I kind of need somebody to uh, murder my I husband. Always, like, there's a, there's a famous um, uh, video on YouTube of, of if you look up Dahlia DiPolito. She was arrested for trying to hire a hitman to um, kill her husband, but it was an undercover cop. And I'm always like, if you do wake up one day and get the idea that, like, I need a hitman, you think you can just go and just into a bar and find a hitman? You need to go, like, on the dark web. You need to know somebody in the, like, a mobster. You need to know. You can't just be like, anybody know a hitman? Well, she got the looks, apparently, and she has the money. So she probably was like, I don't even, I don't, the confidence is anybody, high. anybody can be a hitman. Anybody will kill somebody for oh, me. Nobody, you think that's I, don't, what I don't, no, I don't, I don't think nobody is going to question or like say something to me because she's going, she walking with fur coats, pulling up in Porsches and shit. She, she don't, she don't care. Man. Yeah, true. She don't care. She out, she's in bars. I'm just wondering what is it, what is like, if you're, if you're like looking for a hitman, what is hitman energy? Oh, I got you. What's, like, it's, what's it's big, not, what's big hitman energy where you go like, that guy looks like he murders people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how are you? Walking up to people, how are you making the connection? Or bring it up in the conversation. Exactly, because most people do it wrong. Every video I've ever seen about a woman or a man who have hired somebody to kill their spouse mm-hmm. is talking to an undercover cop. 
<laughs> so yeah. like I'm like where where and I'm not, I'm not actually I, if you do know don't tell me I don't want to get involved yeah. in anything don't send me any links or anything and I don't mean like oh I'm dating a guy I'm fucking him so I pay him money and I tell him we're gonna split the money I mean like a guy that's like yeah leave the money in the envelope I'm gonna go pick it up tell me today make sure you take the kids away from the house I'm gonna do it on Wednesday you're not finding one of those just walking to a bar that's what I mean like but that's what I all the videos that's are like, like a very intelligent exactly yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's like all the videos is like a girl. Sitting in a passenger seat, like, so listen, I have 10 grand when yeah. you do it, and then 10 grand afterwards, and then I just need them gone. And yeah. they're like, okay, we'll get it done. But I'm an undercover police officer. Like a real hitman, you don't just find them. Yeah. It's crazy. Probably don't even see them. You don't, no. you don't meet. No, at all. No, <laughs> you don't know. You never find out what the hitman looks yeah. like. They're like, leave the money in a, wrapped up in a newspaper on that bus stop yeah. and walk away. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she, she, um, a bar. She walked, a bar she, he walked yeah. to the bar, was just telling people, "Hey, I need, um, I need a hitman. I need to hire a hitman to no, kill her husband." That's not how you do that at all. Yeah, and he said that she doesn't seem to care who heard her soliciting um, his murder. Um, rumored had been that Bernstein had murdered Bob on Mary on Mary Ellen's orders. So cops brought Mary Ellen Samuels and Jim Bernstein in for questioning on the same night. Mary Ellen held the line. Denying she had that she had anything to do with her uh, husband's murder, but Bernstein was, was rattled. When they put them together in the same room, he told her he was he's going to arrest one of us or both of us right here, right now, tonight for the murder. And it's not going to be me. And he said he <laughs> says he knows a hundred percent that you and I did this. Mm. Despite the cops' hope that they would get a confession out of one of them, neither cracked. Oh wow! So they were forced to let them go. Four weeks later. A couple discovered a body, a dead body along a remote mountain road in Ventura County, California. The body, the body was badly decomposed, Don't but fingerprints revealed it. It's Jim, Jim Bernstein. Oh my God, I knew it! <laughs> They're covering up their tracks. That's the worst thing to do after you just got pulled in for an interrogation. She's like, "This guy's gonna crack next time they bring us in. <laughs> Kill him, matalo." Yep. So according to Matt Matt Rowe, his boss at the electronics store where he worked had been planning to tell the police about his role in Bob Samuel's murder. He called me up and said, I'm going to tell the police what I know. Roll told Snap. And that's the last time I talked to him. Wow. As word of Jim Bernstein murder got around, Mary Ellen's drinking buddies got spooked and started talking. I think they were a little afraid of Mary Ellen. Mm. Ventura County Sheriff um, Well, I mean, Tom, she has an infinite amount of resources. Yeah. $250,000, <laughs> friend. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so that was the sheriff told um, Tom... Um, the sheriff, Sheriff Tom told Snap, but they were also afraid of what they may be charged as co-conspirators. Mm. A $1,500 check written around the time Bernstein disappeared led police to two men, Paul Gall and Daryl Ray Edwards, who they were told were hired by a, were hired to kill Bernstein. Mm. When police caught up with Gall, he told them everything. Of course. There's also something hilarious to me. This is all fucked up, but it's all, there's something hilarious to me about somebody thinking that they have, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos resources and their money's slowly, not even slowly, their money is every day they have less and less money, but they're still like, I need somebody taken out. Yeah. I'm the queen pen. It's like you have $70,000 left in your your account. So you better spend half of it trying to get somebody killed. So when police went to arrest Mary Ellen Samuels at her Northridge home, they discovered a, a photograph they felt showed motive. 
Taken by boyfriend Dean Grover in Cancun, it showed Mary Ellen in the nude, her private parts covered in $20,000 cash, grinning ear to ear. The photograph picture is above in this article here. Uh-huh. Um, would feature uh, that it, it was definitely going to play a big part yeah. in the upcoming murder trial. Well, it definitely shows your personality and... You know, it's definitely, uh, they would definitely use that as an attack on her character. For sure. Um, so a picture is worth a thousand words, um, but this picture was probably worth 10,000 words, say prosecuted uh, uh, Jan. He of the jury could look at this woman seated at the console table, and then they looked at the photograph of this, this cold-blooded killer. In April of 1994, Mary Ellen Samuels' trial for the double murders of Bob Samuels and Jim Bernstein got underway. Paul Gall and Daryl Ray Edwards both testified against her, and the prosecution portrayed her as cold, calculating, and money-hungry. Mm-hmm. Against her own lawyer's advice, daughter, her daughter Nicole testified on her mother's behalf, saying Bob Samuels had sexually abused her in a, an allegation his family um, was like, no, this is, yeah. this is not... This is not the character that you're portraying my child to be. Yeah. And that never happened. Mm-hmm. And But they was like, they get why she did it because it's like she had to do something to try to save her mother. Yeah. That's not who my, my child was. So I don't, I don't believe her. Bob wasn't that type of person. Robert Samuel's sister, Susan, told the Los Angeles Times um, at the time, like mother, like daughter, after all, she is fighting for her mother's life. Mm-hmm. The jury didn't believe her either. On July 1st, 1994, um, the jury found Mary Ellen Samuels guilty on both counts of first-degree murder. Two months later, Superior Court Judge Mitchell um, followed their recommendation and sentenced her to death. Mm. Speaking, Damn. Yeah, speaking of her crimes, Hoff said, the defendant involved many people, even her own teenage daughter. For, the part, for their part, Paul Gall and Daryl Ray Edwards each pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and received a sentence of 15 years to life. What? Yeah. So orchestrating a hit, Gets you more t- more and more time and a more severe punishment than killing somebody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Mary Ellen Samuels is one of 20 women currently on death row in the state of California, all of whom are being held at the Central California Women's Facility, you know, where you can reach out to them. Yeah. Now, 71, she has been in well, there's prison. A mor- there's a moratorium on death, pen- on death penalties in California. So It is. Yeah, they, won't, I mean, they probably will never get executed. Oh. Yeah, so now 71, she has been in prison for almost 24 years with no execution date set. Paul Gall was paroled in, in 2009, but according to Los Angeles Times, he was returned to custody in 2011 for drug and alcohol abuse. Neither he That's or, the parole. Yeah, neither he nor Daryl Ray Edwards are currently listed as prisoners in the California Department of Corrections. No charges were ever, were ever been brought against Nicole Samuels, and she has, been, um, she has never been implicated in the murder of Bob Samuels. So that was the uh, murder of Bob Samuels. Uh, the uh, who is um about the Green Widow who yeah. went from why is know, it green oh money because money mm, it went it. from um yeah. I just need somebody to that kill probably did and then it got worse yeah and that probably didn't like you said something else and there was like the prosecution was like a picture says thousand words this picture says ten thousand ten thousand words like I bet that didn't play well in the court and I also bet when they were like she's something like a black widow but she loves money so she's a Green Widow. Yeah. And they're like, uh, okay, anyway. Clever. They're like, yeah, uh, thanks for that. We're, yeah. Can you continue building your case? <laughs> the Green Widow. Um, wow, yeah, man. Money. Yep. Make you do some dangerous things, man. Yeah, we want to live that high life, man. 
and you need to try to sustain sustain that. Yeah, got to do what you got to do. She like, I need to, I need this money. I got to buy me some more fur coats. I just don't understand how somebody could like be so money hungry, love money so much, love to spend money, and have no drive. Like you don't want to earn. You don't have any he gave desire. Her to earn. Opportunity. People don't get opportunities like that for somebody to buy them yeah. a sandwich shop and yeah. be like, you manage this. Here's a subway. You do this well. We maybe we get another, another subway. one. We have a chain of subways. No, I just I want the I money. Just spend. That's crazy. You go to hire somebody, here. and then you need to hire somebody to kill the person that you hired to kill. That's crazy. I want the money. <laughs> I always want the money going out. Never want the money coming in. But anyway, uh, that was a great story, friend. It was um, full of intrigue. The, yeah. uh, the Jim Berenstein thing I did not see coming. That was crazy. Uh, that was like, I mean, that's really some, some Hollywood shit. That's really something from a movie. And she yeah. just really was living her life, dressed in a fur coat and lingerie, putting hits out on people. Yeah. Whew, crazy. Got rid of to him, too. Man. Uh, 1500 He's talking too much. Gotta go. Gotta go. Here's, here's $1,200. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into these good vibes, man. Good, good, I don't know who goes first, friend. Who's who? who I go know? first. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Well, let, me, yeah. Let, me, let me get you some. Let me get you some music queued up. Okay, Sorry cool. About that. Yeah. Let's get these vibes going. Kink things off, friend. Please and thank you. So welcome to our good vibes segment. I mean, I think this episode we really need. Yeah. Good vibes. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. in the beginning, little, yeah. the first segment was you know was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Some you know some some tough news to take. Now, we, but now we in the, the last part of the show where we get to walk away with a smile. Yeah. You guys get to walk away with a smile. So my good vibe this week is a, is about a ninety year ninety eight year old woman or yeah 98 year old woman moves into the care home to take care of her 80 year old son oh wow yeah that gave me chills already just you saying that yeah, yeah, yeah. wow so they say being a parent is never is a never-ending job but in this case of ada keating 98 and her eldest son tom 80 it couldn't be more true so she had him when she was 18 yeah so ada and her late husband harry had four children tom barbara margie and janet Classic names. Yes. Those are hundred year old names. Those are <laughs> yes. years are from hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Since 20, 2016, her son Tom has been living in the Moss View Care Home in Liverpool, England. As as the devoted mother that she is, Ada couldn't let her son be all alone and soon joined um him there so they could uh spend more time together. Wait, so she's not in a care home? No. Wow. That's crazy. No. That, I, wow. Uh, yes. She's uh, a she's a sturdy old bird. Yes. She was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a move. I, I have my I'm own a, home. Yep, I have I, my own home. I farm. Yep. They put her son in the home. Yep. Wow. So, like she said, she couldn't let her. She couldn't let her son be alone. In, alone in the home. So they spend a whole bunch of time together. They are playing games, watching their favorite television series, and that's almost a eighty plus years of uh, of a relationship where you go. You remember this show? Oh yeah. Man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. it, that's yeah. crazy. So they watch their favorite TV shows. Um, and as Ada put it, you never stop being a mom. I say goodnight to Tom in his room every night, and I'll go and say good morning to him. I, I thought this was That's beautiful. Just pull at your heartstrings, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful story. 98 years old. Yeah. Your son is 80, and it's like, y'all back. Still, it's still st- your baby. St- still too. together. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I, I saw this. I was like, I'm. I'm I didn't even look for a little stuff. I was like, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. That's yeah, absolutely so I thought gorgeous. it was beautiful. That's yep. beautiful. That's very heartwarming. Uh, my good vibe story is actually just more of a way for me to uh, just talk to you, mm-hmm. get see where your head is at, and because my good vibes actually just found this list of these are the top 
uh, 20 things that people want to do post COVID, like when they okay. go on vacation. Yeah. So I just want to kind of go through them and, and see what you would like to do, what you're like, nah, I'm not into that. So I just thought this would be interesting to see because things are starting to open back up. Yeah. Now there's rumors going around that, you know, uh, I think that the first announcement has been made. There's going to be at least one team has come out and announced like you have to have the vaccine to come to our basketball games. Oh yeah. Next season or something mm-hmm. like that. So I would assume that maybe travel would follow suit with that. Like if you don't have the vaccine, you can't go to this country. So just letting people, just putting that out there for people. But things are opening up. Things are going to start to be able, you're going to be able to start to do things again. Yeah. So number one is uh, going for a nice walk in the countryside. So like going on a nice, beautiful scenic, like just, just, these are just things that people want to do. Go, go to another country and like go, just oh, like, okay. go, go like explore their, yeah. their wildlife and their I was nature. Say you can do that now. Yeah. But like, you know. I know you, walking yeah, around yeah, Baltimore yeah. woods, like go somewhere else. Got you, and go walk around and explore their nature and stuff. Are you like a nature hiker? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. We, do that, we do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. Let's get some fresh air. Um, I've already explained my traumatic experience. I got lost in the woods, and yeah. you know, I tried Took to act it off. Like, yeah, 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 it wasn't very smart. But <laughs> we were on trails, though. It wasn't. We weren't just like lost in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Up to uh, visit castles and other historic buildings. I would love to do that. Yeah, I did that in Ireland. It's mm, it's really, really crazy. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, are they just, abandoned or no? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are like preserved. Okay, so there's you. you can't go in them, mm. but they're maintained by people that you know. You know, hmm. maintain public spaces or whatever. Yeah. But it's really cool that you know when you see something when and they go, this building's three thousand years old because wow. the U.S. is a baby. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. No matter how old you make a church look here, it's it's eighty years old tops. Or they, it's 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 a duplicate of, of something, something from over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you go see the real thing, like a real. Roman castle. Yeah. You know, it, it, you really, you feel it. Yeah. You know, so it really, that really was one of the coolest things to just really see something. And when they go, this is a thousand years old. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't even fathom. I've never seen something a thousand years, years old up close. Cause it just, I mean, the furthest you can go back in the U S is, you know, 400 years, you yeah. know? So that's, that's nothing though, in com- comparison to some shit where like a, a battle happened here a thousand years ago. Yeah. So that really is cool. Just, I like going and just, I'm really, I really can't wait to be able to go to travel again. It's, I really got the bug, and then the whole world closed. Yep. So that was fun. This number four is a big one for me: is to see the Northern Lights. That is one of my biggest goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I wanted to do it for my 30th birthday. Was go to Iceland and rent like a really dope house and just you know have some friends and just have like uh, basically how you would like if you went to like the Poconos or some kind of yeah. a snow cabin. But do that in Iceland that sounds cool, and hopefully though. see the Northern Lights. So that if 30 isn't going to looking like it's going to be the opportune time to do it. But I would love to do that at some point in my life. So sure. see the Northern Lights would be big. Uh, going to a oh, swimming pool lounging like at a resort, which I recommend for you and Steph for sure. Like when Max is a little older and you can yeah. drop him off somewhere. You and Steph need to go to like a fucking hard rock in Punta Cana oh, or for something sure. and just all expenses. Yeah, I want to go Hawaii. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Hawaii's, Hawaii's dope. Um, I've been doing some learning about, you know, people coming and gentrifying and stealing the land in Hawaii, and that's not cool, but it is a beautiful place, and I would like to visit it respectfully. I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to go and be all American and, oh, I'm going to move here and yeah. take over, you know, like respect the locals, respect the natives of Hawaii, but it is a beautiful country. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it's a beautiful island, yeah. and, I, and I, would like to, I would like to do that as well. Uh, going on a boat trip, not really a boat guy, right? See all my all my thirtieth birthday plans. You, you're ruining you going in the boat. No, what I wanted to do was either go down to Miami or something like that. And rent a boat. And I wanted to do a charter of a nice boat. Yeah. And go deep sea fishing. And then that have, sounds fun. And then have the guys on the boat that like 
if you catch something, they'll cook it up, cut it up and Ooh. everything. Or you get lunch either way, but they'll cut, you know, you oh, I caught a, a marlin. Okay, we'll have them go have marlin and a pineapple for lunch. I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that. I'm not if, talking about if, going out on a dinghy. If it's a plane. If I, if it's, but if we you know, just I'm going out, just, no. Nah. You know, I only do no, shit thank if it's, you. I only do the fly like yeah, yeah, yeah. uh I'm down I do that. I do glamping everything. Whatever the glamping version of the, like going out and sleeping in tents in the woods. Like, no, no, no. I won't sleep in a tent in the woods. Yeah. I'll go in a cabin yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a a, a a tent that's huge and has furniture inside yeah. of it. I always do the bougie version of things. Yeah. So I'll give I know, you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gotta aspect. be something planned out. Like I'm on some boat where I'm rowing it or I gotta no, steer no, no, it. No, no, I'm no, not with none no. of that. We and make sure we gotta we gotta study how the water's gonna be because it's gonna be a beautiful day. Yeah, it's gonna be a double Decker boat, and then it's got like a a, a, a kitchen yeah, I'm down and a that. chef. I'm yeah, yeah, no, that. I mean, no, that's that's what I'm talking about going out yeah. on a boat. Uh, let's see what else we got on here. So let's go ahead and wrap this up because this is this is this is um, some of these I just know you wouldn't like. Visit a rainforest, I don't really want to do that. Visit a theme park, you know I don't want to do that. I'm but I think you want you probably want to go to Six Flags. Like what? When they open up? Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> in the, we we are in there. You are. We, in, talking you about are, me and you. You are, we in, are in there. You are in getting there. all the rides. So come on, you talking? You talking crazy now, man? Uh, let's see. Uh, see a volcano. That would be awesome. I would love to do that. That sounds awesome. And they have volcanoes in Hawaii. But I actually saw a video of a volcano that like started to erupt, and some people were on the island getting like a lesson about the thing. They had to get the fuck out of there because the gases, the fumes are toxic. Oh, you shit. can't breathe. Well, like if it start, if you're by a volcano and there's smoke coming from the volcano, you need to get the fuck away from there immediately. I would love to. See it's not just about the lava, like the sulfur on top stuff. of it. Of a volcano? Yeah. If it's not... I don't know, but, like, how would you look... You'd have to have, like, a plane that has, like, a a, a bottomless floor, like a like a glass floor or something. Not if you over something, right? Maybe. I mean, if I guess if the, if the plane turned and, like, no. oh, let's look oh, in it. Let's that. look in the... Let's no, <laughs> don't do that. I'm sure you can fly over it, but if you're talking about being able to look in it, you got to do some maneuvering. Mm, okay. I still would love to see one, though. Oh, yeah, I would love to be on a, a volcanic island. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, watch a geyser erupt. I've always wanted to go to Yellowstone, which is not something that's... Hard to do is mm-hmm. you know it's I think it's in Montana uh, wherever Yellowstone Yellowstone is it's a national park and they have geysers and hot springs and stuff and they you know so I yeah, wild animals yeah I think there's like um, dangerous wild animals um I don't know well yeah probably have coyotes and stuff mm, they, but they eat humans coyotes yeah if enough of them are together and they feel like Shit. you're trying them yeah uh, if they're hungry they'll fuck you up good luck they'll, they eat, they'll, catch eat, me. they'll eat some Fran but um catch me yeah. first. Like I, I get all into like going and explore other countries, but like this country's so huge that there's still stuff I want to see see here. You yeah. know, like even though it's a mountain full of racists and 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 and, and uh, colonists, I I kind of want to see Mount Rushmore in person. I feel like just the fact that somebody did that, is I want to say too. Even if they stole the land from Native Americans, all, all of that I get. But still like they it. still carved art Pieces. into mountains. That's yeah. like that's a, that's an amazing feat. I'd like to see that in person. You know. Um, and a ton of other stuff that this country has to offer that I should just go do that as well as go see other countries. This America, I mean, the United States is so fucking huge, man. Yeah. And there's probably some parts of the country. I'm like, I don't need to go to see that, but there are a ton of like monuments and things in this country I would love to go see, yeah. that I would love to go see. So that's on my list as well. Uh, going on a zip line. Now I don't like roller coaster rides, but I maybe would do this. Zip line? Yeah, it would need to be like over some. It would need to be like this. The view would need to be worth it. It would yeah, need to yeah. be like beautiful trees and shit, and it would need to be worth it. And I probably would do a zip lining, and then uh, visiting a desert. No, I'm cool on that. And uh, cave exploration. Visiting a desert, you get a camel. Would you want to ride a camel? Sure. Okay. Yeah, you get a camel. So you you, you, you did in Dubai, right? Though. I, I, I definitely want to. I'm definitely going there. I'm too broke to go to Dubai. 
if you can't do it right, I wouldn't want to do Dubai. I, I feel like going to Dubai. I told you about the time I went to Miami yeah. and people and, and a, a homeless guy asked me for a dollar and I was like, sorry, man, I'm broke. And he yeah. was like, you're broke. Yeah. Then what the fuck are you doing in South Beach? Like that <laughs> hurt me. So I feel like Dubai is like that where they're like the cover to get into this club is a thousand dollars. I go, oh, shit, I, well, I can't come into this club well then and then the, the guy goes well then sir you can't go to any club because that's the minimum cost to get into any club in dubai well i want to go we going to dubai we could dress up because fly ass shit they put on yeah I don't know what true, it's called. yeah true to get, get, get all the way into the culture but because you, but you can't it, oh i'm sure oh yeah super beautiful it's it's disney i think it's like disney world for rich people but we're not rich we get that one day yeah or we just meet the right people that we can be have fun on a budget in Dubai. Yeah. If that's even possible. It's still gonna be a couple thousands of dollars, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Dubai's on the list for we'll me figure for sure. It out. And going off road driving, I definitely wanna do that. Definitely wanna do that too. Do that like in the Dominican stuff. Republic or something like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. super cool. So just, if you don't wear if you don't wear goggles though, it can get messy. Oh, get that dust and shit all in your eyes. eyes. Oh man. Eyes all red and oh, irritated. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, so just a little different that change up. Fun, some, just some man. fun things to think about as, you know, as we continue to turn this corner and hopefully as you know, and I know that, you know, as the temperatures rise, as more people get the vaccine, it's going to be more stupid people going out and being dumb. But we are in a time, this is a time to celebrate. Like the vaccines are starting to trickle down and be more available to people. And I think the world's starting to turn and, and, and be able to get back to normal. And so we can we can fantasize. We can think about what we want to do. What's the first thing you're going to do when you can travel again? What's the first thing you're going to do when you can go anywhere you want again? So those are just a couple of things I wanted to bat around with my buddy Fran and yeah. just, you know, really be optimistic and look forward to a time where I can just, like, get a plane ticket and we can go travel somewhere. So that would be super awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all my good vibes uh, for this week. And, uh, yeah, we turn that music down. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. I do have a game that I would like to play. Ooh, a Maybe game. Maybe this could be like potential Patreon content. Possibly. I'm so, intrigued. this game, now, first of all, I don't know if you know this. I probably don't. I like to brag about that I have a best friend that likes to watch movies, right? So, I go, <laughs> you brag- <laughs> I go look, I have a best friend who knows all the actors, who oh, memorizes yeah. films and Directors and whatnot, and I'll I'll put my money on you every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, right. Thank you. That's that's high praise. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. So I do not have a life, and I watch yeah. a lot. Of <laughs> yeah. I do have a game. Okay. That I like to play with you. Uh huh. Now these movies, mm-hmm. these films are from the nineties and two thousands. Right. Good. Okay. Great. Because I'm not like a I'm not like yeah. a, a a cinephile. Like I watch movies <laughs> from nineteen forty three or something like that. Yeah. But okay. But it's called Guess This Film, right? Okay. But it's terrible descriptions of the film. Oh God. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one is Uh Kid comes out of the closet. Kid comes out of the closet. I don't know if that's figuratively or literally. Oh, okay. A kid a kid comes out of the closet. Mm. Damn. That's all? That's all that's That's the whole thing. Damn, that's (laughs) tough. Okay, kid comes out of the closet. Is it Indian in the cupboard? No. No. Uh kid comes out of the closet. I might not have seen this movie. You don't know? A kid comes out of a kid. A kid comes out of the closet. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? No. The Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. I see what they're always going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I got it. I okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. The next one is cultural um, appropriation in space. Cultural appropriation in space. <laughs> Damn. Uh, cultural. Appropriation in space. Avatar? Bingo. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. See, man, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I knew you could yeah, do this, yeah, man. Okay, 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 okay. No, I, I see. 
They, they, okay. They're trying to trick you on purpose. I got yeah, it. Okay. okay. Got it. okay. <laughs> the next one is depressed office worker joins a cult and um, destabilizes the government. Oh, Fight Club. Nope. That's not Fight Club? Mm-mm. Depressed office worker. What is it? Depressed office worker joins a cult. Yeah. And destabilizes the government? Yeah. Is that dude, where's my car? Mm-mm. A depressed office worker. And it's not Fight Club. No. A depressed office <laughs> worker joins a cult and then destabilizes the government. Yeah. I don't know how that's not Fight Club. Depressed office work. Okay, depressed office work. Oh, The Matrix? Yep. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Okay. Man drives in a snowstorm to pick up nearby sun at the library. Jack Frost? A man picks up, he drives in a snowstorm to pick up his nearby son at the library. Oh, the day after tomorrow. Yep. Bingo. Yeah, 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 yeah. the day after tomorrow. There's two on here that I got. Dennis Uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Priest kidnaps child for cult and eventual marriage to politician twice his age. (laughs) Again? Priest kidnaps child for cult and eventual. Fifth element. It's not the fifth element. Mm-mm. Read it again. Priest kidnaps kid. Priest kidnaps child for cult. Cult. An eventual marriage to politician twice his age. Priest kid. Oh, Star Wars. Yep. Bingo. Yes, Anakin Skywalker. Small town doctor brings three people closer together. Centip- human centipede. <laughs> yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> Unsuspecting boy is seduced by a creepy old loner into a game of crime, terrorism, and incest. Oh. Blade? Mm. Unsuspecting boy is seduced. Okay, so some kind of apprentice type of situation. Uh, uh. What? Harry Potter? No. Oh, okay. Seduced, unsuspecting boy, seduced by an old man into a game Jumanji. No. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. Ah, damn. Don't know? No, nah, let me get one more guess. Okay. Mm, okay. Unsuspecting. An unsuspecting boy. It's not Harry Potter. An unsuspecting boy is seduced into a into, by an old man. Creepy old man? Yeah. Creepy old man into a game. Is it Back to the Future? No, I wouldn't. Yep. It is Bingo. Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. Okay, Back to the Future. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do two more here. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Um, Alzheimer's, right? Is it all Alzheimer's? Yeah. yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's patient takes cruise, throws away children's inheritance. Oh, Titanic. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. That's an easy one. All right. Um, I'm gonna do this one. Let's do tomorrow. You probably okay. Get yeah, this okay. One. Okay. Um, I forgot. Um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, I forgot. Memento. No. Uh, um, I forgot. <sighs> That's a tough one, Fran. Give me a second. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, I forgot. So somebody they forgot. Um, they forgot. They forgot something. Hmm. Um, I forgot. Ah, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's too. That was. That was stupid. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. That was dumb. Sorry I said that. Uh, <laughs> um, I forgot. Uh, oh, uh, is the um important? Like, um, 
Maybe I guess. Um, dot dot dot. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I forgot. God damn. Oh, fifty first dates. No. Oh, I don't know then. Finding Dory. Oh. <laughs> Not even Finding Nemo. No. no, I wouldn't have got that at all. All right, here we go. Uh, this one I think is good. Animals trip from London to New York. Oh, uh, no. Animals trip from London to New York. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Madagascar. It's not Madagascar. Uh, I was gonna say James and the Giant Peach. It's not James and the Giant Peach. Lon- animals trip from London to New York. Yeah. Animals trip from London to New York. Animals take a trip from London to New York. Animals take a trip from London to New York. Is animals. Is it Aristocats? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed at you. Yeah. <laughs> animals take a trip. They take a trip from London. Is it 101 Dalmatians? No. Animals take a trip from London to New York. I know somebody's screaming at the, their phone right now. Animals take a trip from London to New York. That's it. That's nothing. There's nothing else. Mm-mm. Animals take a trip. from. Why would you need to go to New York? Is it? Mm, no. What? Say it. We bought a zoo? Mm-mm. No. Uh, damn. Uh, no, nah, I got this. Is zoo in the title? No. no. Okay. Uh, animals take a trip from London to New York. Is it Sing? That's the name of the book? Yeah, that no, cartoon? That's no. not it. Damn. Uh, animals take a trip from... You got me on that one, man. I don't. All right, snakes on a plane. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. All right, let's no, do one. This, is, this is easy. Yeah, this okay, okay, easy. Okay, okay, okay. This is easy. I got this one. Well, is it anymore? Yeah. No, give me don't one. Do that one. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this one. Um, young startup faces severe security issues and a result of a poor IT team. The social network. No. What? Say it again. Young startup faces severe security issues. As a result of a poor IT team. Horrible bosses? Is it uh, a young start? Is it, um, fuck. Office space? Uh, fuck. Is this Fight Club? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound like Fight Club to me. Uh, young startup. A young startup. Young startup. Is it Dodgeball? No. Okay. <laughs> Dodgeball. <laughs> Uh, severe security. Okay, so they face secu- So somebody's hacking into this their systems. Uh, uh. Do you know the movie? Do I know? Yeah, you do know. I've the seen the movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was at. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's who's in it? Who's Can you in give me it? one person that's in it? <sighs> no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've seen it. Yep. Okay. Okay. That actually helps. So you've seen it. A a young startup. And you've seen Steven it. Spielberg movie. I can give you that. Oh, okay. Okay. A young startup faces severe because of an IT team. Young startup. And it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Is it Ready Player One? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. God, no, cool. nobody's seen that fucking shitty movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Jurassic Park? Yep. It's Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh, that is such a fucking <laughs> generic... That's fuck this. I like this game. I do like this game. But that made me mad. Oh, okay. Let me show you. Hit the one I got. This is the one that was easy. Uh, Alien comes to Earth for beer and candy, touches little boy with special finger. Oh, (laughs) E.T. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. That was fun. I really enjoyed doing that. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. Still what? You only got three wrong. You only got two wrong. Yeah. Out of how many did we do? We did like maybe like eight. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I'll take that. 
Yeah. And the ones that I got wrong, what what was um I for, you told me right? What um, um I, I forgot? forgot? Yeah, Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's I like that a lot. That was fun. Yeah. I could I we could do that on Patreon. Yeah. We could do that on video. If anybody yeah. enjoyed that, let us know. Maybe we'll we'll do that again on video. So uh, yeah, we'll put make that a Patreon. Ex- make that soup exclusive on Patreon. Soup exclusive, yes. Yeah, <laughs> super exclusive stuff. Uh, yeah. Before we get out of here, some quick recommendations uh, from my end. First off, Evanescence new album, Amy Lee. She's phenomenal. Great album, rock, but like operatic. I would love. I don't know how Amy Lee hasn't been called upon to do a play yet, like some kind of, you know musical i would think their music is perfect for to do some dramatic musical like to ballerina to uh also fran i don't know if you i don't uh, saying it's good is rough but uh i know you're not you don't know who woody allen is right woody allen woody allen mm-hmm. he's a very well respected director he's made some of the most like auteur cinema a lot of people took his style to make art art house type of movies mm-hmm. And he's a big fucking nasty, dirty creep. He has a doc. There's a documentary about him on HBO Max called mm. Alan versus Pharaoh. Okay, because he first of all he married he married this woman who was an actress and had adopted all these kids, mm. and then he ended up dating one of her adopted kids and marrying her when she was like 20. Mm. And also now in this documentary, all this stuff was out, I guess. But he has so much money and power that he moved past this scandal. In a crazy way. Mm. The documentary is asserting, with a lot of facts, and I believe all of them, that he was molesting one of the other kids that they adopted ever since she was, like, five years old. Jeez. And this all came out in the 90s, yeah. but he spun it into, like, oh, she's uh, a woman scorned. She's she's mad at me because I fell in love with her older daughter, and she's jealous, so she's calling me a child molester. Mm. And because he has so much money and the power to go to the tabloids and go to the news and get his 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 story out there yeah. and he had more people listening than were listening to Mia Farrow. They all just moved on and people have done movies with Woody Allen as early as, as, as early as 2017. He oh, still wow. was a working director, even after all this stuff came out and everything, Dang. you know? So the documentary really, you know, tells that, t- tells that story really um, harrowingly. And it's very depressing. It's really, yeah. it's very, but it's good. It's like very well, it's a very well told true crime story in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Alan versus Pharaoh, highly recommend that. You, you watch anything lately? Um, I started rewatching from the beginning uh, all the Impractical Jokers episodes. Oh, <laughs> you a fan of that? Love it. Okay, I yeah, love yeah. it. Um, it. It makes me too. Un- it makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because I don't like um, it's something about my people messing with people. It, it, it like it. I'm, I'm like, oh god, because yeah, you're like I, I really trying yeah, to like, yeah, you're it. trying to drive them over the edge. You get yeah, a reaction yeah. out of them. It's the same thing, like. A both we both watch Bad Trip, yeah. Eric Andre. It's like I think it's number one on Netflix right yeah. now. It is so fun, but I, I guess Impractical Jokers is that every episode, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoyed Bad Trip. Yeah. Um. So we we both saw that. Yeah, Impractical Jokers. I'll give it a try. I like Sal Volcano. He's funny. Uh, they're yeah, all, like they're him. all funny all and stuff. Funny. It's just something about that style of TV that I'm always like, oh god, it's tough to watch. Freak it's out. tough to watch. Yeah, yeah it's tough it's to like, watch. But when they're doing something I, super I, awkward and stuff, yeah, you know, I, I love it though. When they got these touch people in the lips stuff. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah but, like uh, like I mean, bad trip. Eric Andre, the uh, he. There's a scene he gets sexually assaulted by a gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> and it is one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in, on TV in my, ever. I, he's a lunatic. You, yeah, he is. He's a he's a Eric Andre is a lunatic. Yeah. But I feel like 
him and Hannibal might have had some kind of riff or something because I love Lil Rel, yeah, why, I but was that definitely that was just him. like supposed yeah. to be Hannibal for sure. It definitely I was, was just it definitely was just supposed to be Hannibal. I was thinking, I was like, why? I'm like, wonder why? Why isn't this Hannibal? Hannibal? Yeah. Maybe Hannibal's so famous that people that everybody would just know who Hannibal Burris is. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to do it anymore. I don't, but Lil Rel looks so much like Hannibal Burris like- that, and that, and Eric Andre and Hannibal Burris are like this duo that have been doing stuff for so long that it felt weird that it wasn't Hannibal Burris. Yeah. But I thought Lil Rel was still great. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's very entertaining. So, um, yeah, bad trip. That's the only sure. thing I've been watching, and uh, I became a fan of Marcus King. I kind of like his album. I don't know who that is. Is that the country singer? Yeah. He was on your but mom's house a couple times. Yeah, right? but it's not. It's, it's not, not like country, it's not though. like girl. I got the beers and yeah. we're. Di- it's, like, it's like it's like gritty country. It's like BB King type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Blues. Yeah, you should listen to Chris Stapleton, man. I'll Chris Stapleton's great. Yeah, Chris Stapleton's yeah. great. But uh, album El Dorado, I like El Dorado by I, Marcus I like, King. Yeah, I like. I like I've it seen him on the, the your mom's house podcast. Yeah, I, yeah. I never went to listen to his music though, yeah. but I will because because the episode that I saw, um, I was like, oh, I know they was talking. He was on. Then uh-huh. his name came up again. I was like, let me give him a try. So yeah, I, to him. I was like, oh shit, it's some old gritty stuff. Yeah, it's like because yeah. he 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 was brought up with that, and he's like twenty. Yeah, but he sings like he's. 50 years old, like he's mm, got been through a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's like, he's grew, he, his dad, think, I think his dad sung, sang, and then his dad brought him up on B.B. King. Okay. And all that type of stuff. Is that why he stuff. went with Marcus King? I don't know. Okay. I think that might just be his name. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I was like, that feels a little cultural appropriation-y, <laughs> yeah. but okay, cool. It's like, I'm going to yeah, take but, this black man's name. But yeah, no, but you know. it's, it, it's great music. I like his music, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to check Marcus King out. Because the genre come up as He's very funny on the podcast. Yeah, it come up as country, and I was like, this, but no, but that's the thing. Country's been monopolized by like Garth Brooks and all these awful people. That's that what I like, think. When I drink Fireball, baby, the yeah. sun goes down. That country is so much. Country is, it's like to me, country is like it's like this. It has this very. I mean, because black people invented most genres of music, but like it has yeah. this real connection to soul music, R and B music. Like it's telling these stories, yeah, yeah. and there's pain, and there's yeah. real realness in it, and that's it's been it. monopolized by like these bullshit people on boats drinking Bud Light. And that's not what, that's not all country is, yeah, but they're at the, they're at the forefront of it. Yeah. You know, and it's deeper than that. Chris yeah, Stapleton, sure. Chris Stapleton is fantastic. I think you'd love, if you like him, you'd, you'd like, you'd like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even heard Marcus King, but from what you're describing, yeah. I think you'd like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend Pretty that. Pretty much on my end. Yeah. So, all right, okay, cool. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. Man, I had a great time. This was fun. Um, I enjoyed that game. Also, people, once again, uh, the Patreon might be doing this game that we just played. There's going to be a lot of giveaways in the month of April. So get on over there. And also, people who are on the Patreon who are listening to this, get on over to our social medias. Let us know if you enjoyed us playing this game. If you thought it was boring, I don't know. Let give us some feedback, and maybe we'll take it over to Patreon. We'll bring a video aspect to it. We can play this on video. And that will give me an opportunity to continue to work on my editing skills because I'm trying to get all the skills I can. I'm trying to get the fucking Infinity Stones like Thanos, man. So any opportunity I can have to edit some video is greatly appreciated. So if you guys enjoyed that, maybe we'll add a video element to it and play, you know, guess the film on Patreon. Anyway, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 